You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Hi, I'm Letitia, and welcome to today's episode of Rooted and Overflowing. It's such a joy to meet new people. I personally find great joy talking with people and learning about their experiences and how those experiences shape where they are in life. I'm thrilled to share a conversation that I had with a new sister friend in the Lord. There doesn't seem to be a shy bone in Sharon Elliott's body. She is vibrant and lively and on a dime can be very poignant and clear when it comes to matters of faith. A retired educator, you will hear that shine through as Sharon uses her gifts and experiences to point people to Christ and help people maintain a life in the faith. Sharon is the founder and CEO of Life That Matters Ministries, which also serves as the home of the Authorize Me Academy. The Authorize Me Academy is a series of masterclasses that guides readers in how to organize their book projects and engage the processes to, and I quote, turn your manuscript into a masterpiece. For rooted and overflowing listeners that register for the Authorize Me Academy, Sharon has graciously offered to send a free copy of her book entitled Power Suit, The Armor of God Fit for the Feminine Frame. To sign up and learn more about Sharon Elliott, visit lifethatmatters.net. Join me and Sharon right now. Well, Sharon, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, I am so excited to talk with you. I have, I listen to podcasts myself, so I've heard you on several others and I really admire the work that you're doing and um, hearing about uh, a woman God can bless. I'm like, that is such an intriguing title. I would love to have a conversation with her so that we can talk about that. And so meeting you in Entrusted Women, and I'm looking at your website, I'm like, there's a lot that Sharon does. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, God has called you to wear many hats um, yes. to be a blessing to the body of Christ. So, Of course, I can only hope that's the outcome. But yes, yes. I call it the plates spinning, you know. <laughs> trying to spin and keep all these plates spinning. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I remember seeing those in the variety shows growing up. It's right, something. Right. It's a job to keep them spinning. <laughs> well, Sharon, please tell us um, about what you do with Life That Matters Ministries, as well as Authorize Me. Okay. So Life That Matters Ministries is uh, the umbrella, right? Uh, ministry over all the other things that I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. So um, my pastor uh, once asked me, what do you want? Kind of like, you know, what do you want out of life? That kind of thing. And I didn't really think about it. I just said, I want my life to count. And that that's it. You know, that, that was the thing I want. I want to be, more than just that dash, you know, on my tombstone, (laughs) that that dash actually represented something 
Yes. And was significant in some kind of way. And mm-hmm. so obviously not just count just for me, but I want my life to count for the gospel, uh-huh. to count for the kingdom. And so whatever that would be, then I'm willing to do that. So yes. that is where the life that matters, you know, came from. And then my tagline for the ministry is live significantly. So I want to live significantly mm-hmm. and anyone I touch with whatever God wants me to do is a catalyst. I want it to be a catalyst for others to live significantly. Amen. So that gives you kind of the umbrella. So, okay. So yes. what is held under the umbrella um, would be the books that I write. Okay. And we'll get into those, like you said, a little bit later. So those are, that's reading, right? That matters. So uh, again, hopefully you will read my books and have some something significant, right? That happens uh-huh. in your life. If it's one of the nonfiction books for women, all based on scripture. Uh, I see lists when I read the Bible. So all of my books are a list of something, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, those are all, always, they're not written as Bible studies, but they are Bible studies, right? You are looking at the word and I also, okay, 35 years in teaching was my career. And so there's always something to do, right? <laughs> in the yes. book. I don't wait till the end of the chapters even to have some questions. If we get to a point in a chapter where there's something you need to pray about, I'm going to step aside and say, okay, you know, why don't you pray about whatever that point is? Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So all the books are very interactive in that way, um, because I want for you to be involved with the word uh-huh. of God. I also like to tell people I have none of my own material. <laughs> <laughs> I write from scripture. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's all God. So um, that's reading. So reading that matters. And then I also host, I haven't been able to do it now, of course, COVID. And then before that was kind of the downturn in the economy. But three years I hosted the Milk and Honey Life Retreats, which are spa retreats for Christian women. Beautiful. Oh man, I can't wait until we can start that up again somehow. But one of my books was Living a Milk and Honey Life. Okay. And the subtitle was Letting Go of What's Holding You Back. And so um, those retreats were named after kind of that book and Uh women being able to live that life. Uh You know, God is taking us to our promised land. We're not only going to heaven when we die. God expects to live abundantly here, but there are so many things that are stopping us just like, so this, that book is based on the journey of the Israelites, right? And they got out of Egypt. They got freed from slavery, but what did they do? Um, The first moment that they bumped into trouble Once the first trouble, right, was no water. 
And so you would think, oh, they've just been free from slavery. They've just walked across the Red Sea on dry land. They have seen God drown the whole Egyptian army. You would go, okay, God, we have no water. Could you kind of handle that for us? No. The first uh-uh. thing they did was, oh, we want to go back. Back? Back to what? Back to slavery? Because that was what they had learned and what they had lived and what they knew. And I realized that as Christian women, we do the same thing. We let God deliver us. And then the moment we get in trouble, it's like, okay, I'm going back. Right. So that book, right, deals with those issues and helps us to tease out, I guess, uh-huh. what it is in us. Uh-huh. Let's continue to want to go back. Um, and so the Milk and Honey Life Retreat came out of out of that, you know, women get away far enough away to concentrate on God and hear what God is telling you. Right. So that's under the umbrella of life that matters ministry. So we've got reading that matters. We've got rest that matters. And then uh, we've got, of course, my speaking and I will preach. I'm a licensed minister of the gospel. And so I can preach like your, your services at your church, you got a special service, you know, Women's Day, or I love sharing the word of God. So those are remarks that matter. Um, and then, of course, there is writing that matter. And I know that doesn't start with an R, but it starts with the R sound. So give me some grace. <laughs> <laughs> so what you mentioned, Authorize Me, is my company through which I coach and consult writers, and then I edit, professionally edit, and I'm also a literary agent. Okay. So I can help you get your foot in the door, right, at um, royalty publishing houses. But with Authorize Me, I also teach a 12-series masterclass, a 12-masterclass series that's called the Authorize Me Academy. And so there's 12 master classes. Now you could choose to take, you know, class one, class four, class B, and say, oh, that's all I need. But if you take all 12, right, you get the whole kit and caboodle of um, starting with your idea, turning that into a manuscript, and then into a masterpiece. So, yeah, so that you come in, I teach you how to storyboard your project, uh, think through the whole um, table of contents, chapter synopsis, write out a chapter synopsis, learn how to write your full outline of your book, write your detailed outline of your book so that you can write it effectively. And actually, I know uh, this podcast is going to first air after the beginning of the next semester. Okay. Which is September 18th. But uh, for your audience, um, if they want to be involved, they still could sign up and I would catch them up, right? Because they'll missing, you know, one class or so. And so you will exit the class with a full professional book proposal and three sample chapters edited so you would be ready to go. Nice. Uh, to submit your book to a publisher. And then if you need an agent, if it's a book that I think that I could represent, you know, an 
course, I'm going to try my best to help you um, put the book in a form, right, that could be ready for um, royalty publishing, then my agency, right, would be more than happy to represent you um, so you get the whole package. So you can't right? That's right. Can't lose. (laughs) And so um, everything that hangs down under that Life That Matters Ministries, including the Authorize Me piece, um, is to help other people, right? To live significantly, to do what God has asked them to do. So that is what I feel God has called me to do. I'm listening and hearing that teaching is in your background. Did you teach high school, middle school, elementary school? Okay, you couldn't teach, you couldn't pay me enough to teach middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Those are tough years. I spent most of my career, um, I just retired a year ago. Okay. um, And I had 35 years um, of teaching and I spent most of that career in high school. And so high school English, um, and for a while I was at a smaller, uh, I always taught in a Christian high school. So for a while I was at a smaller school and we, I taught um, journalism, I taught English, journalism, music, and religion, the religion class. And then my last 10 years, I spent at a larger school and I could just concentrate on English. And so I taught all the levels from nine to 12 and um, loved the freshmen, loved the freshmen, just you know, getting them acclimated to high school and like all the bringing all the stuff you've learned about English, right? Mm-hmm. Together to say now, this, <laughs> right? Here's how you put that all together. And um, loved, 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 loved my students. That is awesome. So teaching at a Christian high school, is that a part of your journey of faith? You know, were you a Christian before you started teaching? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, my dad was a pastor. So I grew up, you know, in church. Matter of fact, my earliest memory, Letitia, was serving in the church. My dad used to um, have Sunday school with the kids on the street. And my job, when I was, I, I asked them, I, I was two years old and my job was to line up the chairs. So I would, you know, pull the chairs and line the chairs up for the kids on the block to come in and have Sunday school. Nice. And so my earliest memory is service. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Um, Now. That that could be tempered with my earliest memory of speaking in front of the church with a microphone. Okay. Dad uh, was the youth pastor at first, and then he became the senior pastor of what at that time was quite a large and influential church. So I thought, I mean, I knew it was important. Do you remember, um, I don't know if you did this in your church, but on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. All the little kids had a speech. Yes. And yes. Speech. And they all had to go up. And it the little ones only had maybe one or two lines. And the 
older ones would have maybe a whole poem, you know, or a little song or whatever. And everybody, of course, was showing off their little Easter outfit. That's right. <laughs> Sunday school presentation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm involved again. Now I must have been about maybe four ish. Okay. And I had my little Mary Jane's on and, you know, the little outfit that my mother had, you know, got me. Everybody got new clothes, right? That's right. And I just knew for some reason, like this part was going to be very important because my daddy was the pastor. So I took the microphone and whatever little speech was, you know, I said my little speech, you know, something like, you know, Jesus died on Friday and rose on Sunday, whatever it was. And the people applauded. And I thought in my little mind, oh, (laughs) so I broke into a full rendition of the hokey pokey. (laughs) And I'm just singing right hand in, put right in. And my mother just wanted to go through the floor, right? My dad had one of those senses of humor where he just thought, right? It was funny. But I thought I am the star, you know? And so, of course, I realized I wasn't supposed to be the star of Easter Sunday morning. (laughs) But I think I got my, I I think I heard my call, right? (laughs) To, To influence people and speak and be able to get a reaction or something. I think that started way back. <laughs> so, so hilarious. But I can, you know, I've been in church now. I I got baptized when I was about nine or ten. Okay. Um, but I really don't remember being like serious about the plan of salvation. Until my first year in college. I I never didn't believe in Jesus, you know, or God or the Holy Spirit, or I went to church regularly, you know, I was involved in all of that. But I can remember, you know, the clear plan of salvation. I was involved in Campus Crusade for Christ. That's when it was like, that's it. And accepted Christ, you know, the four spiritual laws, you know, that thing. And the next day I met with the young lady, you know, who was my mentor. And she said, okay, so today you're going to go out and you're going to share your faith. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Right. You know, I've been saved, right. One day. No, but you're one day older, you know, okay so we walked around the campus and found this young lady sitting on the lawn outside the library just reading you know probably studying and we basically just busted into her life you know and asked her if we could share something with her and she said yes and so I literally read I didn't even look up I literally read that book right? God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. You know, in John 3, 16, read the book and you get, you know, down to the the prayer and the ask, right? Does this prayer express the desire of your heart? And then I looked 
up at the young lady and she said, yes. Girl, I was hooked. I carry four spiritual laws for this. You did not meet me without, have you heard of the four spiritual laws? Do you know Jesus is just, I mean, I was hooked as a little evangelist. I, I was just, it was just, it was crazy. I transferred from that school um, and transferred into a um, Christian college. And I was just ecstatic. It's like, I could study the Bible, like as a course. It was just, it was just amazing. And so I stopped listening to secular music and I was listening to gospel music. So I missed the eighties in popular music like people who know a lot about like michael jackson at that time and and prince and all that I, you know now of course i'm vaguely familiar with those albums but it was i missed it because i was just like this is it right Gung ho and so working teaching in a christian school was um, intentional um, and I was single when I started teaching, but I knew I would want my children with me and Christian school. And so I had started, I started teaching in an elementary school and, and then I got married and I had kids and I was in the elementary. Then I came home for a while, went back to that, that school and my kids could go with me. Right. So my children were basically with me um, for most of elementary school. Then I had transferred to the high school, but they were going to the elementary school that was part of the high school. And they were only apart from me. Guess when? Middle school. Okay. <laughs> and then I was teaching at the high school when they came to high school. So um, I was able to have the best you know, being home with your kids, but I had them like with me for most of their lives still. Um, and I just didn't believe I could teach effectively without the truth of God's word. If I can't mention the truth of God's word, if we're having a science lesson or, you know, reading, what are you reading philosophy and this kind of thing? If I can't, hold it up to the light of the word, I personally would have had a problem. I always agree with a friend of mine um, who would always say there, there's just so much room for us in this world to just serve the Lord wherever we are. We know that there are also those teachers who are in the public school system. They're teachers, people of faith. They have to do what they can, you know, in order to stand and represent Christ where they are, it's like God has us everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now your current book is A Woman God Can Bless. Yes. That is an intriguing title. So tell us what can readers expect when they pick up A Woman God Can Bless? Well, when you pick up A Woman God Can Bless, um, the first thing to know that it is based on Ephesians chapter four, verses 17 to 32. So that passage talks about what we need to put on and put off, or I should say it the other way, what we need to put off 
and then put on. Um, and so that's what the, that's the outline of the book. Remember I said, I see lists, right? And so this is a list of those things. You know, when people say, I don't understand the Bible, that's just a bold-faced lie. You understand the Bible, you don't want to do what the Bible says. That's the answer. <laughs> but understand it, it's written in English. If you speak English, there are even tons of different translations to make the English easy for you to understand. So, you know, basically miss me with that excuse that I don't understand the Bible. Yes, you're an intelligent human being. If you can understand the, the newspaper, you can understand the Bible. Well, you know, hey, that really shucks it right down to the cob because, you know, we do have it's it's a part of our natural nature. Um, we can even say our sin nature if we haven't submitted to the Lord to want to evade, you know, yes. what the Bible says. And God wants us to understand. Him. Exactly. That would be so ridiculous for God to write a book for us. <laughs> that's impossible for us to understand. <laughs> that's not the way he works <laughs> that's right he does he wants us to understand him to know get to know him take the steps do what we need to do in order to get closer to him now it is true that we can do nothing to earn our salvation but we can do everything to be thankful for it <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at that's that's what my books are about. I do know that I write to the church. I write to women in the church. Okay, I'm not an evangelist, although I can discuss with you the plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. That is not what my books are about. My books are mm -hmm. about um helping women in the church and parenting. I write parenting books. Um children's books, but this book is one of my women's titles. And it's about those of us who are Christians. We have made that confession of faith. And now how should we then live? So that's what all of my books, you know, are about. So this one, A Woman God Can Bless, takes on this passage. Um, you know, that tells us what to lay aside and then what to put on. And so each chapter goes through and discusses, right? Passage starts out by saying we need to put off corrupt communication. Okay, so what is it? How do we identify it? How do we identify it in ourselves? And then how do we get rid of it? <laughs> we can replace that with words that edify or words that build. And so that one, that one instruction takes um, one, two, three, four chapters. <laughs> okay, because I broke it down to uh, corrupt communication versus speaking edifying words with husbands and then with children, separate chapter issues and then with parents siblings and even ex-husbands look at that 
Um, and then with stranger, friends, strangers, and then the issues of gossiping and cursing and prejudice and even apologetics. So it's four chapters that are, that's covering how we talk. You know, uh, see, we might not want to, because see, this is going to hit us. It hits all of us because we're all grown. Um, and then the issues of lying versus speaking the truth, anger versus anger without sin, feeling versus working, wrath versus being kind, and bitterness versus being tenderhearted and forgiving. That's an amazing resource. And that's what Rooted and Overflowing is all about. We want to point women to resources and serve as a resource as well to things that are going to keep us rooted in Christ, things that are in teachings and experiences and activities, you know, events that are going to drive us closer to the Lord and help us to cling um, to him. And the chapter titles and topics, those are those gray areas that we want to have excuses for. (laughs) We want to keep excuses for those things. But there are ways, even in the gray areas that we experience, to still represent the Lord and still carry ourselves in a way that's glorifying to God. I would love for your readers to not only get a copy, obviously, for themselves, but to do the book as a study with their with their uh, church women's groups, right? Um, and I would be, you know, I would love to um, maybe come in on Zoom during your study of this book, uh, you know, one time and talk, you know, to the ladies uh, about their ideas and maybe the chapter they're on, you know, or something of that to connect with readers. That's right. Well, you know, I will certainly have your website in the show notes and I will have lifethatmatters.net in the show notes where we can connect with you to do that. And um, that invitation that is such a blessing that I hope that listeners will take, take that opportunity. Great, great. Yes. I like to offer something else to your listeners. Sure. Um, Anyone who signs up to join the Authorize Me Academy, they Uh want to write their book and they want to sign up for the Masterclass Series. The first great thing is that when you sign up to take all 12 classes, you pay half of the price that you would pay to take the classes individually. So that's, but any of your listeners who register and mention Uh that they heard, heard about this on Rooted and and Overflowing, I will send them a free copy of my book, Power Suit, The Armor of God Fit for the Feminine Frame. They'll get a free copy if they sign up for the Academy. Thank you very much. And I will definitely have all of the details in the show notes for today. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Everyone is working on his or her own book. Now, there are some people who decide that they want to just be a private client. I will still take you through all 
classes, but they'll cost you a whole lot more. Like, there you go. <laughs> Have me all to yourself. But, um, you know, that has been a lot of fun with okay. different people who have done that like that. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure um, I talk about some things that are coming up next. Sure. I get so excited. The next book. Well, actually, there's two next projects. Okay, so the next project for adults will be my third parenting book. First parenting book was Raising Boys to Be Like Jesus. Second parenting book was Boomerangs to Arrows, a godly guide for launching young adult children. So this one is Didn't See That Coming. When how their living's not how you raise them. And so that is scheduled for release in March of 22. And I am so excited about this book. I have tried for years, you know, and God has his own timing, right? Uh, but this book um, is a product of living, (laughs) raising kids, having them grow up. You did everything you know to do, right? Taking them to church. They were baptized. They were in the youth group. They were in the choir. They went to church camp. You pray with them at home. You know, you did. Then they graduate from high school and they go to college or they move out and then they call you. (laughs) And they say, Mom, Dad, will you still love me if, you know, <laughs> and you take a deep breath and you take a seat, then they tell you like the craziest stuff that they're involved in, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is that book, okay? <laughs> this is the book for these parents. And so the way this book is set up, is that each chapter starts out with a, an account from a family who is living that thing. How is a Christian parent supposed to react? So you're not alone. Here's this account, right, of another family. Sometimes I have two shorter ones, right? Another family with that. And they don't all end with, and then they stopped it. And now everything is fine. No. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then from the story, from the account, I, I go into now, here is what the word says about this issue. So in other words, here is the opinion you're supposed to have. Because we are supposed to look at everything the way God's word looks at it. So this is what God's word says. And then the third section is what I call care frontation. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. Here's how I can continue to love and care for my child, yet confront whatever this issue might be. And then there's a section on let's pray about this and how you can pray for your child. You know, not bringing scripture, praying scripture in this particular area or what have you. And then the chapters end with resources, other resources. 
And so for like 15 or 16 of the different types of things, right? And I think this is going to be such an important just resource for parents, you know, mainly I'm not alone in this. I would meet so many moms at, at say a women's conference, you know, or what have you, and you bring up the grown children. And yes, our grown kids, they do have to find their own way to Christ because, you know, God has no grandchildren. They have to have their own relationship uh, with Jesus. And uh, yet, of course, now that we're getting older, we see the mistakes, maybe some mistakes we made. Okay. Um, but we realize the, the heartache, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to follow and, you know, all that didn't see that coming when how they're living is not how you raise them, uh, is coming in March of 22. And so I really want your listeners to, to be ready for that. And then for the little ones, I have a contract for a children's series. Um, and the children's series is actually theology for little kids because these are last days kids. These kids, I have grandchildren seven, four, and two, and they are on top of everything. Okay. And so, especially with COVID now, lots of Sunday schools have been shut down or what have you. And our children need to know what God's word says about things. And so, um, the first book is, um, I self-published it for a while, so you will find it on my website, but it's not available anymore until it's coming out with the series. And so the first book is Why I Get Into Trouble. And it explains the sin nature. What what makes me do these things? I know I should not, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And then I'm not sure the order of the other books, but the topics are uh, Mommy Cried This Morning, which explains death. Okay, um, funny math, which explains the Trinity. Okay, um, special church snack, which explains communion. I want what I want when I want it right now, explains greed. And then I don't have the titles for the other two. It's a seven book series. Uh, another book on forgiveness and then about baptism. Beautiful. So these books um, will, you know, help kids understand, oh, you know, this is, this is what this is, you know, oh, they'll, they'll get, they'll basically know the plan of salvation, right? Because of union story and um, what have you. So very excited. Being an educator, I'm all about reading and books, but I'm so excited about that. Uh, series because I think it's going to really help little children with the basics of the faith. And of course, parents who are reading the books will go, oh, you know, it'll help us. You know, (laughs) it helped. It it will certainly help to undergird us. You know, many years ago, this, and I say many, because it was back in the nineties. I will never forget. I met a young lady. um, It was on a job. Um, that I had back home in Dayton and she was she was probably a couple of years into her salvation but one of the things that she said 
was that she would read the the coloring books and like the children's books that she would give to her kids for the reason we just explained. Sometimes it's it's just explained so clearly and explicitly that you know and it and it helps to you know undergird what we've been seeing you know and experiencing and reading otherwise i'm all for it and i do love the idea because our theology just what it is that we believe as christians that is so it's so so critical yeah. and you know and to to start that you know with our children to have solid resources for our children that's amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. See, you wear many hats. You are a wellspring of information and ideas. It's like the Lord has really just taken your experience with teaching, your love for him and the word and just he's just mixing it all together yeah, for us. Mixing it together and you know, I'm I'm trying to trying to keep up with him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, well and and that, oh my goodness, that is a job in and of itself, right? I am actually that's actually been a part of my prayer recently too, you know, just Lord help me to keep pace with you. Help yes. me, you know, help me to not fall behind. And that's what makes that's what makes life with with Christ so exciting. I'm excited to be going back to conferences, you know, as hopefully, right, come more and more out of the pandemic and uh, praying for all of your, you know, your listeners who have been affected by COVID, who've maybe lost loved ones and my heart goes out to all of you. You know, we've lost people who we have known. Uh, this, This is amazing. This is just an amazing time. And it's not a time to turn away from God. It's a time to turn to him. It is a time to turn to God and definitely not away from him. Thank you so much. I, no. I love, you know, meeting a new friend on this side of glory. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Likewise. To know each other here is is just a blessing. So I thank you so much for having me on your show. Hey, thank you. And this will certainly not be the last time. There's always a chair and a microphone open for you. Fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.